Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. If you're a Christian parent, you probably have experienced uh, this kind of a scenario, and I'm just going to relate it to general things that happened in the Fuller household. I am trying to have a serious time of devotions with my younger children, and they will not pay attention, or they start you know, bumping into each other and, and, and roughhousing, or they start totally daydreaming on something else. And I feel like, wait a minute, I'm trying to be spiritual here. What's wrong with you? Get with the program. I'm the spiritual head. Listen to what I say. It's a train wreck. And the harder I try, the worse it gets. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who directs our parenting and youth team here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, you probably felt the frustration that still lingers in my heart because my kids wouldn't get with the program. What's wrong with my approach? Well, I've, I've had a similar moment like that, John, several, actually, when, especially when early on trying to be the dad that taught the devotions and, and, and everybody needs to listen and yes. have an audience. I still remember one particular Sunday when it had snowed. It was, uh, we had a snow day, and I thought, hey, we're going to do church here at home. We're going to have church service, and, and uh, it didn't go as planned. The kids were really wanting to go outside, play in the snow. I want to do church, and it just it, it didn't go as planned. So the next Sunday, I said, hey, you guys get to do church for us. You get to, uh, Alex, you get to be the preacher and teach us. And the kids disappeared for a while and created this elaborate story. They, they brought in uh, puppets and all kinds of things to teach us about the Bible. And sometimes kids want to be the ones that bring something new and fresh and let them dig into a story and teach you and yeah. see where they go with that. I wish you had told me that 30 years ago. But, ah, uh, well, my kids are good kids. And they did get with the program. It was on their terms because I learned to flex. And uh, we're going to hear now from Courtney DeFeo. She sat down with Focus President Jim Daly and Kim Troby. Talk about, uh, you know, that type of child that maybe their temperament is not quite there. I have one. And, and the parent... <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I am one. Yeah, yes, I am yes. one. Yeah, but you know, you're not. It's just not the way yeah, you're wired. You're yeah. not thinking about it that way. How do you, as a parent, how would you motivate that child who's like whatever? Yeah, I invite that one anyways. Um, <laughs> and my one of these, my other one, Larsa, is precious, and she's gotten involved in so many things. But one particular instance, I can remember. We were doing light him up at the mall, and I invited her anyways, and she's small, and she said, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, okay, well, just come with us. And so we were handing out candy canes and doing all kinds of holding doors for people, and she so she had them in her hand. I said, well, you just let me know. If you see somebody you'd like to give it to, but Ellen and I are going to do this. And so I don't, you don't want to start lecturing and punish them. They're not doing anything wrong, you know? And so I said, you just hold it. And so then she saw this old man and he had bags and you know, he probably came there to do his one Christmas shopping of the year. And she goes, that guy. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, no, that guy. And I'm like, okay, great. So I had to go up to this man and say, hi, my daughter has a present for you. And her attitude was still so poor, but she kind of shoved it his way. And I tried to code it over and shove it, you know, explain it to him. But then 20 minutes minutes later she was the one finally holding the door but the thing is we can't get mad at these kids right. and just give it time because he might wait till college or he might be like me and after college be the one but we can't force faith down their throats okay now i feel guilty yeah <laughs> how many times yeah. have i said to my boys be no, nice come on yeah. do this right well, open too. that door i have too but it goes back to that point it's like believe he's real 
and he's going to be the one that changes their hearts. But keep inviting them to the game and saying, hey, mom and I are going to do this. Do you want to come? We'd love to have you. Mm. And we believe in you. We've seen you be so generous, and we think you'd be great at this. Come with us. One thing that you say is you are the CMO in your home, the chief <laughs> mood officer. Mm-hmm. And that's really true because mm-hmm. if we've got a bad attitude, They've got a bad attitude, right? Yes. I'm so thrilled to be on here to also break this misconception <laughs> that I'm the happiest one in the family. That's Ron. I like to say that I um, am the queen of moods, you know, married to Santa Claus, because he is so happy, like skipping to the coffee machine, and I'm just not happy. Most mornings, I'm not happy. But I have found that I can be the chief mood officer, that if I can start turning that ship towards joy, the rest will follow. And I've talked to a lot of moms that read my blog or my book and say, I'm just not wired that way. Because I am pretty silly. And there's a lot of moms that are structured, and I am pretty silly. You know, and they say, how do I be fun or silly when I am not that way? (laughs) And so I think in some levels you can schedule it and say, hey, we're turning phones off, and at 6 o'clock we are going to have a game night, or we are going to have time together looking at each other, or we're going to go bowling on Friday, or do something joyful as a family together when it's naturally not going to just come to you to do those things. Well, one that we have, not often, but occasionally, one of our boys will get the giggles as we're about to pray at dinner. (laughs) And, you know, it's usually Troy, who's our boy of joy, and uh, he'll just start giggling. And the other night, I couldn't help myself. It was so funny, just the way he was giggling. And, of course, Mom and Trent, they're wanting to pray to the Lord. I mean, how do you, where do you go with that? I know. We've had a lot of prayers for, like, frogs and, you know, forks (laughs) and just silliness. And so I I think, you know, I think overreacting is there's always an extreme. And I, I tend to try to land in moderation in most of the, most of our lives and say, hey, mom really flipped out last night. I'm sorry. Let's try that prayer again. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so we do a lot of apologizing. <laughs> we try to be as authentic as we can. And I try in social media, because you talked about the highlight reel, I try to show anyone that's reading my stuff that we are real. My house is a mess. I snap at my kids. You know, we're doing the best we can, just like everybody else is. But our drive is that they uh, get invited to the game. They understand Jesus is real and that they're so loved in our family. You know, I really appreciate uh, Courtney's honesty. Uh, even though she found it difficult to motivate her kids at times, uh, she persevered. Danny, what advice do you have for parents who are really struggling? Uh, let's say they have a strong-willed, non-compliant child that's just fighting at every turn mm-hmm. on this topic. That is a tough one, John. It really is. Uh, patience is actually something that's hard for most parents, and that's uh, been affirmed through uh, through surveys. I think it was close to seven out of ten parents say they have a problem with patience. Huh. And then you add on top of that a strong-willed child, and then maybe other children, and then stresses and demands, and you have a recipe for impatience at a very high level. So really for a parent, it's understanding your own triggers first. What triggers me in the strong-willed child? So that just because this child is coming at you doesn't mean you have to lose your brain and it's running around the room and your emotions are all over, it means that you need to begin to notice what are the leadership qualities in this child? How do I begin to build off of those, even if it's a small one, and encourage them towards that? And, and in, in a very gentle way, begin to, uh, to lead them away from that battle. And that gentle being that you need to not engage in the battle. So if they challenge you in something, you recognize the fact that they're challenging because of a reason, maybe in the relationship or the situation, mm-hmm. and you don't have to give up control in that moment. You can say, well, you can do this now or in, a, in an hour, 
but you're still going to have to do it. And the consequence doesn't have to be that you're warning and threatening. The consequence just comes in, whatever that is, whether it's a loss of a privilege or uh, a loss of something down the road. Yeah. I, with some of the guys that are 16, 15, 16, 17, and, and uh, want to maybe utilize, uh, borrow a car or... Uh, have, a, have a privilege given to them. When that privilege comes up, you say, oh, you know what? Uh, it, we took about 15 minutes arguing about that thing yesterday. You're going to give me those 15 minutes back, and then you can go and do this activity. Mm-hmm. I want to I foster respect. I love you. I, you know, I want to have great relationship with you. Yet as a parent, I'm here to give you guidance, and that's my role, and it's not changing. Yeah. And you want to show that steadiness on your side, that you're persevering through this. And I think what I've learned uh, about this matter of a strong-willed child and, and trying to teach him or her about God is, God is so patient. He is so patient and forbearing with me, with his people. Um, I've got to demonstrate that patience, going back to the survey, I've got to demonstrate that patience of God to my child. And so maybe it's not a super deep conversation I'm having with my kid. Maybe it's just a matter of, okay. I'll just wait because I'm here and I'm wanting relationship with you. Yeah. It, if it takes a while, that's okay. And Let maybe me know when them. you're ready. Yeah, what's your goal? What's yeah. your goal here? I want to understand you better. And then you can explore the thought bubbles. Yeah. Maybe write them down. Here are the different thought mm-hmm. bubbles. And, and you understand your child better. Yeah. It doesn't need to stop you from that. Well, Focus on the Family has a great parenting website that uh, Danny and his team have filled with superb parenting advice, including a free assessment that you can take that will help you understand how you're doing well as a mom or a dad and maybe some areas of growth. Uh, It is free and it takes just a few minutes. We highly recommend that parenting assessment. We also have Courtney DeFeo's book, In This House, We Will Giggle. And we're making that available to you as our thank you gift for your donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today. All the details are in the episode notes. Next time, we'll discuss some gradual steps that you can take to prepare your teen for adulthood. Until then, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.